Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 66 of Top of the Dude Chain. Guys, how's it going today? It's going. Hey, thanks for coming in, Jeff. Yeah. You're welcome. Nice for you to join us. You know, here's something that I I did notice. When Josh is absent, me and Corey pull together and got a cast out. But if Jeff doesn't show up, Josh just collapses. Yeah. He just he just uh, folds know, like a yeah. You got you got a cast out because yeah. I <laughs> you, I arranged it. You fold, man. You fold when, when Jeff Tucker's it. not around. Oh, but I here's the thing, man. When I can't make it, it's it's days. Hey, and days you know when we're advance. really you know when we're really in trouble. When's that? When this dude doesn't make it. <laughs> <laughs> when, when Corey's not here yeah. and we don't have a house to do this. At. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> He does kind of have the keys to the studio. That's all right. Well, you guys can pay rent and come and use it. <laughs> so, uh, for the low, low price. Yeah. Corey had a birthday on the yeah. 6th. I did. Did mm-hmm. you know uh, March 6th is National Oreo Day? National Oreo Day. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, uh, that's a, ran- that's a very random That's a very fact. random fact. <laughs> is it, though? I mean, or is yeah. it because every born, everyone born on the day is a cream filled beta? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! Shots fired! It's been two wait, weeks, man. This dude's, this dude's over here chugging a monster wait, for wait, his wait, comeback. Wait, wait, wait. He's about to get a high octane rant. No, no, no. Do me a favor, Josh. Yeah, there you go. Put it up to the camera so everybody can see your little peach tea. That's beta liquid form. A pomegranate juice? No, this is some sort of tea. Oh, man. It's Hawaiian it's a punch a in a Starbucks cup, man. Pacentico iced tea. Don't, no liquid cane hey, sugar. Don't try, ten, to, don't try to say words, man. You've never been That's good male at hormone Splenda, blocker in a, in a clear cup is what it is. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway. That's with all the hostility so early, man. Dude, it's been two weeks. I think been everybody's two weeks. tired. It was a long weekend. Yep. Yeah. When you have to move a... 2,000 pounds safe manually. Yeah. And then the government stole an hour of your life. Dude, yeah, that is that is hands worst. down one of my least favorite. That's I mean, that's one of my biggest issues with George W. Yeah, that he didn't cancel it? Well, no, what, he did, what he did is it used to be the first weekend in October mm-hmm. to the first weekend in April. Yeah. And he took it to the first weekend of... November to the first weekend in March, so he cut so he cut it down to four weeks. Really, the part where you wanted to do that was he able to get some more oil that know, way? Man, we've all talked about how <laughs> stupid he was. I honestly hey, don't know why you would look, like. Look, I don't. Are you talking about George Bush Senior or George? no George W. The dumb one? <laughs> hey, easy now. Now I like W. Granted, he was maybe not the smartest person that's ever been in the White House, but he's the funniest person that's okay. ever been in the White House. It wasn't funny when he cut. Daylight savings time for well, two months. It's funny when he dodged that shoe, though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, what's funny is the smirk he got on his face afterwards. <laughs> he dodged that shoe and, and just looked at his boy like, did you see that? Oh, like, I, I kind of feel like George W. is is like you and I. Oh, where, yeah. Where we enjoy, like, something happening because of the story we can look, tell. Look, if you hate what went on in his presidency... It's probably not George W. You should be mad at it. Probably Dick Cheney or somebody like oh, that. Yeah. Well, somebody just saw Vice. Yeah. No, I haven't seen <laughs> you it haven't yet. Seen it yet. No, is it good? From a from a comedy standpoint, yes. Uh, there, there's obviously like some things in there that Democrats are trying to blame on Republicans. That, yeah. Like yeah. they try to make climate change look like it was a Republican idea, and uh, just it straight up wasn't. I mean, that was gore all the way. But other than that, the movie's hilarious. Is Absolutely. It? Yeah, Christian Bell killed it yeah and, absolutely and, killed and it. dick cheney is a terrible person oh, yeah. oh horrible human <laughs> I mean, he, he's 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 on that level of scary with hillary man dude, where it's just like you well, you and, want to kill people and here's what's gonna happen <laughs> 40 50 years from now hillary and dick cheney and maybe slick willie will all be referred to as we do hitler today yeah like you know what i mean yeah. like we'll be we'll be comparing Everybody that comes through, we'll be calling them a Cheney. Yeah. The next Dick Cheney or the next I think, Hillary. I think Bill will escape it because I think same way George Bush will, will escape it, I think it's going to be more Cheney and Hillary are their masterminds behind the I evil. Think you're, I think you're right. Cheney and Hillary will be the more Hitler thing. Yeah. Uh, Slick Willie will be the more uh, uh, 
the Harvey Weinstein type. Of, <laughs> you know what I mean? Him and Harvey Weinstein are gonna oh, be, and dirty. Spacey are gonna have the, all the uh, dirty. Now George W. Man, funniest president we ever had, and uh, I really don't think that he was nefarious <laughs> in his dealings. Uh, I do believe that he was at times, you know, maybe misled by the people around him. <laughs> I, I, I I would agree. I don't. I, nefarious. He just seems too simple to be a mastermind well, of anything. <laughs> from the standpoint of when I say nefarious, when you say it, I would agree with that. I don't think he was the mastermind of it. But I do think he played his part in it. He's well. He was bred into that life, man. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, yeah. Like I, you know, I think he has more of a conscience than everyone else. Yeah. But at the same time, he uh, he still no. played his part. But that's the conspiracy side. I bet of he's. Me, so. I bet he's hard not to like. I bet he's one of those dudes that someone who claims to vehemently hate him. I bet if he showed up and hung out with him a little bit, they'd be hating themselves for hating him. I mean, he just well, from a personality standpoint, because he he's friendly and cool. funny. Yeah, he you seems know? pretty cool, and, and I, I definitely, I would hang out with with an innocent person like him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, now, if he's got bodies in the closet, <laughs> you know, I'm sure there are dudes out there like George W. that we could hang out with and not uh not have to hang out with him. Yeah, not have to worry yeah. about the repercussions of our. Well, we know that you have conspiracy theories about. Everything. everyone so yep. we'll, we'll move on before you get into there those go. that's good that's good <laughs> speaking of conspiracies man what was that did you hear that oh it's the government trying to shut us down they heard us already See, yeah. you can't even have a simple conversation know, anymore man. without those guys coming in on you i know yeah anyway somewhere leaving neverland somewhere someone is getting pushed for doing that in a van out there what yeah what's the leaving neverland thing about i saw like it's a the jackson little... documentary right it's a documentary yeah. about michael jackson right <clears throat> uh I've, i didn't see it so this is all just research i've done by people who have seen it and they're written or, or commented about it so take it for what it's worth yeah because it's on hbo and uh, yeah. i don't waste my time with that kind of stuff i'll wait for it to come out on netflix Anyway, you got two individuals who were backup dancers for him in a Pepsi commercial or something like that. Yeah. And they're coming out and just basically saying what everyone thought about Michael Jackson. He's a pedophile and he did unspeakable things to him. Yeah, okay. So, um, talking to a guy at work today, uh, that came up. Did he watch it or is he talking the same way I am? Well... I don't know if he watched the whole thing. I think he watched part of it, though, and he said just watching, you know, them talk about it was, you know, disgusting, you know, basically because they were saying such awful and terrible things that Michael Jackson did. So, right. you know, pretty much if Michael Jackson did these things, one of the worst human beings ever walked the earth, if he didn't do them, boy, people sure like putting evil on him, you know? Yeah. It's kind of one of those yeah, things because thing. it, it was it was pretty bad the things they were saying. Yeah, no, I agree. Here's the, here's my <laughs> issue. Uh, first off, documentary. Everyone thinks documentaries are these educational, unbiased. Oh no, creation. No, like it's they're, biased they're mostly biased. Just, I know they're biased, but they yeah. try and come off as unbiased. Like we're just yeah. trying to tell you guys the truth. You know. To make a documentary, you have to have an angle. You can't just oh, tell the, facts no, or you'll no bore people to death. And the dude, and the dude who, even Ken Burns does that. Even and the dude who created this documentary has been adamant saying that he goes, "I believe Michael Jackson is a pedophile, believed it from day one, and I made this documentary to to show it." Yeah. So it is definitely leaning towards that side. The two guys that, first off, they just look suspect. Well, here's the thing. The guy I was talking to said that he was pretty convinced that these were two people who had come out and said nothing happened, but now in this documentary, all of a sudden, they're changing yeah. their story. Well, un under, so they ran out of money. Under oath, they said nothing happened. Yeah. They were the star witnesses <clears throat> in his trial yeah. in 05 yeah. and said nothing happened. Now, now and there, dude, there are people out there and go... Oh, they were just kids. They were 20-something years old. Yeah. Okay? So they come out in this documentary, and they say, no, we lied. Yeah. We lied. We perjured ourselves. We did this. We did that. We, were, we weren't telling the truth. To that I say, one, either you're lying now, and I don't buy it because, you know, you're a liar, or you lied back in 2005 to cover for a pedophile. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if anything that happened after 2005 to any innocent child by that guy is on you. Yeah. You know what I mean? They ran out of money. They're bankrupt. They have a bunch of business deals that went bad. They're completely bankrupt. And yeah. everything in the documentary is circumstantial. Yeah. You know what I mean? So here's my other, my issue is you have Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman mm-hmm. who come out and say that he did nothing to them. Yeah, and I watched their interviews because we had talked about this. And I've said before, you know, I'm biased because I want Michael Jackson to be innocent. But, you know, he just comes off very guilty oh, when weird. he starts explaining himself and uh he's a very awkward person on um on larry king you know way back in the day uh macaulay culkin said one of michael's biggest issues is he's terrible at explaining himself he's just he's just an odd mm-hmm. intro you know or not introspective but what do you call it um introverted guy yeah you know no, in, a lot, very, in, a, in a lot of ways he's very awkward yeah and when he tries to explain himself he just he does a, a worse job um, yeah. And makes it well, look worse. And, and, and a guy like that with the but press, Macaulay Culkin and Corey Feldman both said something that that stuck out to me. They said the worst thing Michael Jackson did to all the kids is he brought you in, he took you under his wing, he was the best friend you ever had when you needed one, and then he turned his back on you because he would go on to something else. Yeah. Like like he would either you know he'd get busy with something he was doing. Or he would take some other kid under his wing and start spending more time with him. And these kids, it destroyed them as kids. Because when you're a kid, it's like, this dude's bigger than, than life. Oh, he's the goal, man. Yeah, and, and he's my friend. And then all of a sudden, your friend doesn't want to hang out with you anymore or doesn't have time for you. And for a kid, that's that's devastating. It's it, you know just like if your parent all of a sudden quit having time for you because you attach yourself as a kid. And you, you have these expectations that you're going to be best friends forever, you know, yeah. and, and all this stuff. But now Macaulay Culkin said that uh, for him it was a little different, though. He said, I didn't really think of Michael as this big superstar like a lot of other people did. Because he was a superstar. But, well, yeah, because Macaulay was a big superstar right. when he started hanging out with him. And he said he didn't really grow up listening to Michael Jackson. He didn't really – he wasn't a fan when he met him, right. in other words. Where – um you know, like Feldman and these others, you know, they would have been probably they, the biggest Michael Jackson fans ever on top of, you know, all but the, here's the thing, Feldman, But it's still weird that he's still a weird dude. Well, I'm going to say this. It, Feldman and McCalkin <clears throat> have both made it very clear that there are people out there that are sickos. Yeah. They've called people out by name. Yeah, and they've so, said he's not one of them. Right, so from where I'm standing, if Michael Jackson were that, I feel like they would have said it. Yeah. Because they called out Carly, Charlie Sheen, I think. Well, and they have nothing to lose right. to and call so, him out. Whereas these guys defended him in 05, ran out of money, and now here 15 years later they yeah. want to uh, all of a sudden you know, recollect what happened to him yeah. for this documentary that's obviously biased. Yeah. so It's crazy how damaged that these, uh, these child stars are because of how they get manipulated from such a young age. And the way those two guys described it, they said that's what – Michael Jackson offered them was he came in and gave them guidance and told them, here's what they're going to do to you. Yeah. Here's how they're going to manipulate and here's, you. And here's the bunk part. Why are you waiting until after he's gone before you start doing this? Yeah. He can't defend himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that makes it a little suspect. Yeah. I'll, I'll say this. If you told me, if someone came in and could unequivocally without a doubt tell me that he's innocent, I'd believe it. Yeah. If anyone could come in and unequivocally tell me he's guilty, I'd believe it. It's not one of those things where I couldn't see it going either way. It's just Which is unfortunate. You're right, but it's a lot of circumstantial stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? On both sides. But you it don't just really, shows why you have to... We're not R. R. Kelly. That, that, appropriate, that appropriate line, though, that appropriate line right. was crossed by Michael Jackson. Right. You, you, Innocently or not. It, yeah, it doesn't matter how innocent you're trying to be. Exactly. Adults aren't friends with children. Jeez. Uh, What's going on here? The government is all over I think that I think that's you. Is it? Yeah. Is it my, my cord? Yeah, something's... There's a loose connection is what it is, I think. We're professionals. Hello? All right, we're going to keep trying this. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> to contrast that, there's a gentleman by the name of R. Kelly. <laughs> he not innocent. Because... This video of him doing it. And that's the thing. You don't have video of Michael. Now, it's a different time and all that. But 
There's video. Here's the thing. So when people are outraged by R. Kelly, you know, like, I'm just so outraged that he would do this. How could he do this? Like, really? Really? Have you have you yeah. seen R. Kelly? I say, man, that, that <laughs> you should have seen me. this coming. That yeah. doesn't surprise me. You know what I mean? <laughs> this yeah. dude's this dude's wild, man. You ever yeah. gone to an R. Well, Kelly concert? He probably peed on everybody in the front row. Yeah. He's a weird dude. Yeah. He's a weird dude. No, man. you're right. So Yeah, so anyway, yeah, and his interview was crazy. Wonderful. Oh, it was amazing. I mean, have you, you, have you seen the auto tuned version? The auto-tuned, yeah. Here's <laughs> the thing, man. And here's the funny thing. I'm watching that in real in like in online just yeah. the real interview and i'm like man this like this kind of sounds like one of his songs because he was notorious for just like and i went to the kitchen and i made myself eggs and some bacon yeah you know he just sings his life you know like he's having a conversation because well, it doesn't matter what words come out of his mouth he has like the voice of an angel yeah, man the <laughs> harmony and all that so so when they put it to auto tune it was perfect fit yeah but uh the best part was gail like you gotta, if you watch the whole interview, he's looking like, at him like, what? She's getting all crazy. She's like, okay, like, yeah, she keeps her chill like the entire. But it's not time. even that. She gives him the okay that my wife gives me when I'm trying to like <laughs> when I'm trying to get <laughs> yeah. on to something, you know, complain about something, and she's tired of it. Uh-huh. Like you could tell, Gil's yeah. like, okay, she's yeah. like, come on, yeah. come like, on. she's not buying it. Come yeah, you know? so you're a creep. It was pretty funny. Yeah, no, that nobody dude, feels sorry for. He you. had a complete mental breakdown, like. In the interview, yeah. it was awesome. Starts crying like in this high pitched voice, talking about the internet's trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> like, like everybody's against him. Did, hey. you, did you watch it? I saw he's part. Like, oh, dude, I'm he's fighting like, for my life. He's like, yeah, I love all women. Yeah, I, dude, there's yeah, one, obviously, there's one part. Here's the thing, man. It was supposedly notorious that when he went to McDonald's or the shopping mall, uh-huh. like that's where he picked up the girls, right? Oh, really? Yeah, so they're always like, hey, watch your kids when R. Kelly show in this little, little neighborhood. <laughs> Hide your husbands. <laughs> like when he shows up to McDonald's, dude, he gets out of prison, right? Yeah. First place he goes, McDonald's. Yeah, like four happy meals and, and hey, it, cute thing. She brought it up, right? And he goes, look. She goes, he goes, McDonald's my favorite place to eat. He goes, when, when I was living in the projects, we'd go there. Get a Danish and some coffee because that's all we could afford. So the M in McDonald's stands for mom. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you saying? He's like, and I went in there. I just wanted a Big Mac, some fries, and a Coke. <laughs> but it sounds like he's singing it the yeah. whole time. And you just, I'm just sitting here like, dude. Yeah, I liked when his publicist had to step in and be yeah. like, dude, come on now. <laughs> But You're making Doc, my job really hard. Dr. Phil went on Rogan's podcast and they, they examined the Smollett uh, oh, yeah? uh, tape, with in which that's cringeworthy dude, as well. Dude, it's so much worse. But he's like, dude, everyone knows he's lying. He goes, because he said there are statements in it that, and he, he said one was uh, the- Is Dr. Phil one of those people that can tell like body uh, yeah, language? That, and he says, listen for key words, and he said <clears throat> uh, affirmation quotes- so, uh, uh, an innocent person, hey, did you did you do this to those kids? Will say no. Yeah. Right. Whereas, in a guilty person, will say, you know me, I'm a good person. Yeah. I, you know what I mean. And dude, that's all R. Kelly's doing. It's yeah. Just you know, he's just throwing these affirmation quotes out to try and, and it's because they're covering it. You know, they're trying to yeah. you know obviously mislead. Well, they feel that. guilty. I mean, you feel guilty now. People are good at fighting their guilt and and you know acting like they're not guilty but deep down you know you're guilty when you're guilty and that's why right. you do all those things exactly. that people can catch on to well and, and and the bottom line is is you're you're really trying to convince yourself yeah, that's yeah. What I was gonna say. as you try and convince yeah. everyone else so nobody's yeah, bonded his, r kelly his interview is way more cringy than r kelly's like i feel Smollett. like yeah, yeah r kelly's it's more honest but it's more honest from the perspective of a crazy person yeah smollett's like that dude is he's essentially calling himself like a hero oh yeah yeah dude like he is building and, which and, makes yeah. like the end results so much worse see and that's and that's r kelly's trying to defend himself yeah i'm a rich person and doesn't feel like he did anything wrong but yeah. saying, he would love to go back to doing this he's saying i'm a rich person people. and people want money out of me you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean that's what he says smollett's like i go hard at 45 he called himself the gay tupac 
He's like, what did he say? He's like, you know what my problem is? Is I love too much. Oh, that's not I was like, oh. I care too much. I live these people too yeah. close. Well, I, no, I think Smollett said the exact same thing. Yeah, he I was mean, like, that, it's just, it's, you know what my only hey, problem is? I love like, too much. Oh, you know what cracks me oh. up when someone takes one of those Facebook quizzes that says my biggest fault is that I care too much. Yeah, you know what they care too much is? You ever been in an interview and they say, what's your biggest weakness? And you're like, I never know when to go home. I stay at work too long. It's like, boom, 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 boom. Yeah. You know, like, come yeah. on, dude. What's my biggest weakness? The hours of nine to five. <laughs> What's and your everything big- that occurs in between. But it's like, dude, don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not buying it. No. Hey, no one no one thinks you care too much. It's, it's oh. interesting listening to, like, body language experts. Like, And they, they'll, they'll go over, like, YouTube videos and stuff. Like, yeah. uh, who's the moron that was trying to testify against Kavanaugh? Uh, Baisley Ford. Yeah, Betty Ford or whatever. <laughs> but uh, she was, you know, the high-pitched voice, which was coached, the yeah. looking down in a way when you're making statements, you know, stuff like that. And they just go over it over and over and over yeah. again. But there's a lot of different things. But, like, you know, like with Smollett, he can sit there and look you in the eye the entire time. But there's other things like the affirmation and all that stuff that lets yeah. you know that mm-hmm. he's lying. But... There's well, been a lot of people, and, but uh, the most common one you'll see is like when people are lying, they look down and, in a hey, way. Don't yeah. forget that he uh, he wrote a check. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> let's not forget he was a terrible okay. <laughs> mastermind yeah. of crime. Gave dude a receipt. <laughs> <laughs> dude <laughs> tried to write it on it, tried it off on his taxes. <laughs> Jeez, what is, it's for meal prep, Try, guys. How, it's yeah, for, how, how much can I write off he under filed, heroic duties? It's for meal prep and a lifting it. plan. Filed it under expense that, reports. Put that under hero. Tried to get the studio to reimburse him for it. Oh, Jeez. my goodness. Uh, oh, that's terrible. Anyway. That's terrible. Man, people are getting crazier. They're not getting crazier. We're just getting to see it more because it's online and it explodes and everything. Well, we have a president that's... Drawing it out? Just... Hey. Oh, it's... it's at dude. what point do you think Donald Trump just goes and tells everybody, like... This is all because the liberals are getting so crazy. I am president because y'all Dude, are so crazy. Of, of all the things, of all you the, did this. Of all the things that you have to give. Donald Trump credit for that dude fades heat better than any human being oh, on this planet. No doubt. They said, they said that, you know, I told you all that uh, uh, Scott Adams called him the most persuasive person we'll yeah, ever see in yeah. our generation. He's, he said the big part of that is you have to be able just to, just to let it bounce off and he yeah. does it better than anyone yeah man you, you just know? gotta let it glance i mean because but it doesn't affect you as a fellow troll i thoroughly <laughs> admire <laughs> what mr trump does to that's quite people. possibly the second pettiest person <laughs> on the planet yeah <laughs> exactly i mean no. i thoroughly enjoy what he's what yeah. he does to because like, he has glaring and obvious faults you know, oh, yeah. glaring and obvious oh, faults, yeah. and no one can seem to ruffle his feathers. But but that's <laughs> the thing, man. And, and the thing is, is and, and people don't like the, that he's a bully or anything like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But if you really pay attention to who he's bullying, you know what I mean? It, he's picking on the on the bullies. Yeah. When all's said and done. Yeah. And the best part's when it comes out that Smollett was guilty. Most presidents are like, we'll just let it slide. Not him. Yeah. Not him. He, yeah. he he talks about. I mean, he says the things that we think. Yeah. You know. He says the things that some people think. <laughs> that we you keep using. <laughs> Sometimes when he talks, I don't feel like I'm thinking on uh, the same lines as him. See, he always. Yeah, I always feel like he's saying. He's. I, I always feel like. <laughs> Is he, Donald Trump your spirit animal? <laughs> I feel like he listens in on the conversations I have with my wife. Because. <laughs> That's terrible, man. That's a good company. Yeah, I, mean, you keep I thoroughly there. enjoy it. Oh man, that's wild. That's wild. But, but but I like I said. No, you do have to let that stuff glance off, though. That's what people can't do anymore. Well, and that's what they're not doing. Yeah. They're, I mean, they hit him with like everything. water off a duck's back, man. Exactly. I mean, he just let it roll. Yeah. It, I mean, anyway. Anyway. So what's up? <laughs> oh, Y'all man. been watching the NFL? But, you know, a lot's happened today. Today's a big day. Yeah, Today was a big we day. Got, the Cardinals got Terrell Suggs. Yeah, oh, that's a good pickup. Is it? Now, have, have I mean, it was a few years ago. I think it's the same, man. He was let go for a reason. You know, Landon Collins going to Washington, right? Yeah. That's that's big, going to a rival. He's, he's solid. Yeah. I mean, he's 25 years old. Dude, A.B. played the Steelers, man. Oh, he won that deal. Dude. Yeah. 
Yeah, he won that deal. He he showed just how, how much he showed just how much power he had because of his talent and because of with Well, how did he get with, out of the Buffalo thing? Easy. He said I won't go. No no team is going to trade away anything for you if you're not going to produce for him. And he just flat out said I won't go. That's the thing is he has dictated this thing from the get-go. Well, and you know who he needs to give credit to? Le'Veon Bell. And and because right, it used to it used to be where you people would say that and then they wouldn't go. Le'Veon Bell set out a season, and he proved that that players right. would do that. Mm-hmm. So so these two guys really what they're doing is is definitely taking a league where honestly the power is in ownership's hands, and you know Goodell is uh is an owner's, um, you know. What is he, the general manager of the league? Commissioner. Commissioner of the league. Of the league. Yeah, so he's a commissioner that seems like he's more for the, the teams and the players and everything else. But what they've done is they've shown that the players do have ways. And one thing is going out on social media and claiming, hey, guys, guess what? I don't want to be here anymore. Well, all of a sudden the guy's saying, I don't think I got to trade a first-round pick for him because he don't want to be there, mm-hmm. so Dude, they're that, gonna trade him. And then he says that only works in sport. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> then he then he says, you know, then he says other things, you know, about how I won't go here, I won't go here, I want to go here, I want to get paid, I want guaranteed money, and he he just dictated what he was willing to do. And now that everybody's scared that someone actually will sit out or will just not play and doesn't care about how it looks on them or anything else because apparently the public's okay with it because it's the business side of sports. So, you know, the players are showing like, hey, man, we've got leverage we didn't realize we had because they can't account for those things, mm-hmm. you know, in a collective bargaining agreement or whatever else, or at least they haven't. Even in even though it's tilted in the way of the owners, they're figuring out ways. Here's what I hope the Steelers learned from it. As soon as you have a player that thinks they're bigger than the team, you trade them then. You don't hold on to them because they're the best receiver in the league and the best running back in the league, and you get rid of that quarterback, quit loving him. Because I'm well, a Steelers see, fan, apparently and I wanted Ben to go first. Apparently, if you got rid of Ben, you probably could have kept Bell and And that's Brown. the thing. Like, I understand quarterbacks are hard to come by. Dude, you can find a running back and a receiver way easier. We got we got Jaguars found one. The running backs are today. thick these days. Yeah, but you, and, and receivers, don't forget, we got Antonio Brown in the sixth round, and he's run off a bunch of good receivers. All right, you've got Teddy Bridgewater sitting out there waiting to get picked up. Yeah, Nick Foles picked up today. I mean, you're in a position It's where, different when you've got a guy who's got that calm in a Super Bowl situation, though, and these, these owners think yeah, that but, that's not out there. They think that that can't be coached, that can't be taught. Guys either have it or they don't. That's why the Giants won't give up on Eli Manning, and that's why the Steelers won't give up on Ben Roethlisberger, even though I think both those dudes should be watching from home. I don't like either one of them guys. Okay, but I'm personal about it, though. I think Ben Eli, Roethlisberger did rape them girls. All right, from an Eli so Manning like Manning's oh standpoint, wow. <laughs> Flame. I'm just saying, I don't but like that guy, and I've hated Manning, him for a long time. Eli Manning perspective. Your time's up. Yeah. It's time to go. I mean, you're, you are no longer valuable to a team in the NFL. Yeah. Right? Ben Roethlisberger can still play. Oh, Led he can. the league in passing yards. Yeah. But my thing is, is – He's like a Brett Favre, man. He's going to huck the football, and he's going to throw a few picks, exactly. but he's going to throw a lot of TDs. Just throw him, then throw him out there so. and bring in another quarterback. But – like I don't think he should be at home watching from a talent perspective. I still think he's got no, a couple he years in the tank. I think he should be at home watching from a. He well, should be based on what maybe you're watching saying, from jail. He should be watching from a cell. <laughs> <laughs> I I've just had issues with him. He has been before Antonio Brown and before Le'Veon Bell. He was our diva. He has been a diva since he showed up. He had success early, and he's been a head case ever since. We've had tons of issues with him, but they've swept it all under the rug and they've given him everything he's wanted, and now it's biting the Steelers. And the Steelers used to be a program-first team, and they need to get back to that. And they need to quit letting the three Bs dictate everything they do. They can all be replaced. And if you have solid role players and do good in the draft, then you, you'll and eventually they, find – Because the they've done good with mediocre quarterbacks in the they past. They do well in the draft. Yes. They picked up Connor Williams late. I mean, they picked Juju James Conner, you mean? I mean, James Conner, yeah, sorry. Yeah. James Conner late. They picked up Juju Smith late. Antonio Brown, six-round pick. Right. So, I mean, they, they do well in the draft. So And we develop. You can't but take, do you agree, take that for granted. Do we you develop agree people. with taking less for Antonio Brown 
simply because you didn't want to give them to the Patriots? Uh, I don't know. You the, did a, the Patriots? You had a pretty good deal on the table with the Patriots. What? I never heard of that deal. What deal did well, you they, have? They did. I heard I, after I, the I, Bills, the only interested parties were. I only it heard was better of the than the Raiders. That's all I heard. But where'd you hear that? That was Schefter or something like that. Schefter claimed there was a better deal for the Patriots. Yeah, but they weren't going to trade to the Patriots, so they went. To, they took a worse deal for the Raiders. I could see that because the that's who you're going to see in the division playoffs. <laughs> well, dude, Gruden's got the Raiders going. They picked up another dude, a big time uh, lineman. They could still land Le'Veon Bell if they're willing to pay. Raiders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they got two first round picks. I mean, they could spend all their money on these veterans and then try to let the draft build up their role players. Yeah. And Gruden's the guy to, to figure out what role players to put in there. I don't believe in them. Really? I don't believe in them. Because uh, he built the team that went to the Super Bowl and then built another team that beat that team in the yeah, Super Bowl. Yeah, but I've Bowl. been listening to him I think he's from been the, the booth, booth too long. And he has said some of the dumbest things Speaking of I've that, ever heard. What's Witten doing, man? Well, he wasn't very good at Monday Night Football. He's coming Dude. back for a Super Bowl ring. That's <laughs> yeah. With who? The Cowboys. The man. Cowboys, man. They about to go to the Super Bowl. They're not going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> Dude, hey, they want a playoff game. They're good. Good things are happening. They're good. They're better. We'll see what happens, but not Jason Witten come in and no, he's not the answer. <laughs> I felt like he was really slow in his last couple seasons. You do have to admit, though, you can't ask for a better guy in the locker room. Though. No, and that might be part of it. I mean. Just to solidify the locker room, and I mean, he's gonna give you. He might not be able to give you very many downs, but he's gonna give you good downs every down you, know, you give him. You know, honestly, if because now you run about three tight ends, most people have two or three tight ends that they're running in and out. Yeah, of. Yeah, you run an H back. You Mon- know, yeah, the mo- fullback positions. It ain't gone. like you got a dude who's out there every snap. No, you're right, but so, still, it tight ends not like it used to be, man. It's not at all no. like it used to be. You got a blocking guy. And usually an in-between guy, and then you got that receiver guy. Well, and that's why I think Gronk's <laughs> the best tight end in the league. Because he can do it all? Because he's that he's – that, you don't know what's coming at you. Like Travis Kelsey's in, you know probably 75% chance they're throwing the ball. Mm-hmm. Travis Kelsey goes sideline, and the big you know offensive tackle where number 87 comes in, <laughs> then you, you know that we're running the ball. That's a, that's a big dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, the 280-pound tight end. But then, you know, but with Gronk, you don't know what he's doing. And yeah. if you watch that Super Bowl, one reason they and the and even the Chiefs game, one reason they were able to control the clock is because, man, he was just hitting linebackers that I mean, they thought they had the hole sealed until, yeah. you know, Gronk would knock him out of the way and anyway. He's a big powerful guy. Yeah. I mean he's just, he's a he, he's he's probably a complete tight end. Like one of the true not a yeah. not a big receiver, you know, which a lot of them have gone to. Yeah. Yeah. And Witten was one of those guys too though. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So anyway. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I enjoy it, but I don't think this is near as fun as basketball's free agency. Yeah. I mean. Well, a lot of the things, unless you really follow football and really understand the pieces, a lot of the movement is defensive players and, and stuff like that. You know, I think one of the biggest moves was the best offensive lineman in the league moved. And to the Raiders. Yeah, sure. yeah, he's at the Raiders. See, they're making yeah, moves. That's what I'm saying. But, you know – not many people – I don't even know his name. I just know that he's supposedly by far and away the best offensive well, lineman in the league. And, you know, you had that dude uh, who went to the 49ers. He's the highest-paid linebacker ever. Yeah. Quan. And I never heard the guy. Yeah. Honey Badger went to the Chiefs. Yeah. I think he's a little overpaid, but he yeah. got 46 for three. He'll make them better, and he'll make you, and Houston will be worse off yeah, without I him. I mean, though. them and Eric Berry, you know, yeah. so. Anyway. But yeah, there uh, there's a lot of stuff that happened today. But you're right. It in football, it, these guys can be the most talented at their position, and you just you just don't know them because their name doesn't get called during the you know during the broadcast. Well, yeah, and they're eleven dudes on the field at a time. Yeah, it's hard to keep side. up with everything. So, so basketball's five. Yeah. Baseball, you know, there's the lineup. You yeah. Know, you know, top of the order type guys. So anyway, well, you're looking at me. What's up? Heard you had a dude now. Oh. Similar to 50 Cent. <clears throat> no, not similar to 50 Cent. 50 Cent made it. Um, no, man, we had a we had a guy uh, that I went to school with and uh, found out last week he got shot. He didn't make it. Um, sad deal. I don't know why he got shot. I don't know what he was doing, where he was at. Um, I just 
someone said that, uh, you know, we heard he got shot, and then later on the day they confirmed it was him. Had his funeral recently, which, by the way, the family is struggling to pay for the funeral. So if anybody out there wants to uh, donate towards that, it's Brumley Funeral Home in Broken Bow, Oklahoma, for Chad Crenshaw. Anyways, uh, Chad was, uh, I don't know, most legendary kid I grew up with. Just every story I have of him is just a legend. We, now, we've talked about Chad on this podcast. Yeah, toughest kid I ever He's met, He's the man. one who uh, pile-drived. Yeah. <laughs> DDT'd. Yeah, DDT'd, poor Mike. And poor Mike. Uh, and anyways, the, the first time I ever heard of him, I hadn't met him yet. I was probably in second grade. And I heard a story. The buses all, at the elementary school I was at, the buses all came out on our playground and parked. And then they started letting the classes out from one end of the building to the other. So starting with the fifth grade, they'd go, and then down all the way to second grade. <clears throat> and you'd get on there. I can't remember if the buses had the kids from middle school already on when they came and picked us up, the grade schoolers, or how it worked. But when you ended up on the bus, Dude. you ended up on the bus with you had with seventh graders. Oh, you had grade schoolers, middle schoolers, and high schoolers all on the same bus. Dude, you went to a podunk town. <laughs> <laughs> we you had a mixture, man. So you, you you had everything from little kids to you know teenagers that didn't drive, you know, for, for whatever reason. Mostly not. Dude, I rode the bus at eighteen. Yeah, I heard about that. <laughs> but the story, the legend was that you know this little kid beat up a big kid that was picking on him, and. Everybody wanted to know who's the little kid that beat up a big kid, and it was Chad. And just the legend spread of just how tough he was and everything. Well, then as as we started going through school, you know, uh, got involved, you know, with with him through uh, being in classes together and stuff like that. So I finally met him and you know saw him on the playground stuff like that and found out who this legendary kid was. And the crazy thing about him, I don't really have memories of him ever picking on or bullying anybody. Everybody just knew he was one of – there was two kids that were probably the two toughest kids. There was him and a kid named Michael. Um, Michael changed his name. It was Michael Aaron. I think he took on his uh, his uh, foster parent's name of Brantley or something like that. But, anyways, him and Michael were the two toughest kids, man, by far. You just – nobody messed with them. But they didn't really bully anybody. And usually if they did get in a fight – a lot of times it was someone was bullying and they came in and just smoked them, you right. know. I'm not trying to paint them like heroes. They weren't always good kids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my memories of them. But just growing up, I remember just Chad doing these huge things and they're just, you know, like something you'd see in a TV show or something. We were in middle school and this kid um, that was giant, all right, he was – He'd been held back. He probably should have been in high school already, but he was he was just a big kid. Well, he decides to take out this other little kid because that was getting on his nerves or something, and he hits him and knocks him out, and he goes ahead and hits him a few more times, like on the ground and everything, and everybody was talking about it. Well, come noon, Chad heard about it, and so he goes up to the dude, and he's like, you knock Jake out, I'm going to knock you out. So this dude doesn't want any and like i said chad wasn't the biggest dude he was stocky and strong and all but he wasn't like super tall you know i think whenever we were in high school he was about my height uh -huh. and all just tough though and this dude was huge and man he didn't want any of him and he takes off running and chad kicks him in the butt and dude just starts like falling forward <laughs> and we had this big uh it was like a big ac unit for the lunchroom and the and the school or something or i don't know if it's a generator or what but anyways it had a wooden privacy fence around it so we couldn't get in there and his head hits one of the wooden uh, boards and just <laughs> breaks the board and knocks him out and he lays out we're just thinking oh he my goodness he, did it. he said he was gonna knock him out and then he goes to the office and uh but then just was he told know. to go to the office or did he just like walk there? no he like he, he knew it was coming yeah, he he'd been yeah. Dude, that, teachers teachers that, grabbed him and dude, took that him. That makes it even cooler. So teachers grabbed him up, but uh, but yeah, he yeah he he usually took his punishment. He was wild. I'll give him that. You know, like I said, he he wasn't. You know, like I said, I want to paint him out to be a hero. He's a little unruly, was like the rest ginger? of us, huh? Was he a ginger? No, he sounds like a ginger. No, he was he wasn't a ginger. He was uh, I I can't remember. Uh, 
I think he was part Choctaw, part black, and he might have been part white. I I don't know, but uh, but he was darker. He was yeah. definitely darker, and uh, and all. But uh, man, yeah, he just did all kinds of just things that were just monumental to kids. You know, See. we would go home and tell these stories in football. We weren't that good at football, but in middle school, we would just hand him the ball, and he would just drag kids. <laughs> he'd see two little kids getting drugged behind him, you know, by his jersey, and he'd just drag them into the end zone. So, you know, just, dude, just tough you, dude. With you describing him, if you were just to describe him, I think he'd be a red-headed, freckle-faced kid named Rusty. You know what? You know who we always compared him to? He was A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, because he, he was cut up like yeah. that and everything. We were like, man, you're like A.C. Slater from Saved by the Bell. <laughs> so, anyways, but no, he was he was a pretty wild guy, you know, but like I say, he, he was always cool to all of us. We were all his buddies. He, Even though he's the toughest kid, he didn't ever pick on nobody, and more often than not, he took up for you when you needed it, had your back, you know, was a cool dude. So it was real sad to hear hear that he got he got shot man broken bow still kind of rough man it, it can it can still be a little bit outlaw there. so we don't we don't know what happened to him at all now don't man, know who shot him no i don't now i'm sure it'll i'm sure it'll come out one of my buddies uh jonathan uh he was trying to keep up with everything um and he just claimed it was you know some guy from idabel um everybody just sort of assumes you know they probably had something between them and Chad was going to go over there and, you know, put fist on him and dude probably shot him or something. But who knows? I don't know for it was a fact. Six times, man. That's five or six. Yeah. It was bad. <clears throat> but that's scared, man. That's not like. Yeah. Yeah. That's scared to death. Or really angry. Yeah. Yeah. Or angry. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but anyways, but yeah, he just had, and like the one with Mike, you know, where dude was showed up and was like, I want to fight somebody. He's like, I'll fight you, you know? <laughs> Were they cool after that? I forgot this. I mean, like I said, Chad never held a grudge. Well, and to him, it was just funny. That's and and that's the thing. Everything I ever saw him do, to him, it was just funny. He, I never really saw him get mad or rage out on anybody and get in a brawl with him. I'd have been scared to see that. But I did see him, because he thought it was funny, punish a few people. <laughs> but luckily yeah. he was always cool to me <laughs> condolences to the family yeah i rode Obviously. the bus with him when i was a kid and uh and also he, he might have liked me who knows <laughs> yeah. that's always unfortunate though no it's, it's it is we've lost senseless. a lot of people it seems like in our class uh within the last you know i mean 20 year reunion was this past summer and we've already lost several to various things but you know you start started looking at it, it's like man our count's getting high of people that have already passed away or or whatever yeah you know, so and you didn't have a high class anyway no yeah well that thanks <laughs> no i know what you mean high classes in uh we, mean, we had about 150 graduate yeah. yeah and you gotta and you gotta figure that's because in our high school community schools filter into our high school going to grade school we didn't have that many so like going through broken bow a lot of the kids I went to high school with were going to Luke Fada Elementary and Middle School or Holly Creek Elementary or Glover or places like that. We all get filtered in. So when we're freshmen, we meet a bunch of people we never met before. Yeah. And it's a whole nother world. And then it all just kind of, that's when you start seeing people kind of go different ways. But from like fifth grade to eighth grade, our class was pretty tight you know we all had been you know going to school with each other long enough that we were yeah you know New real familiar with each other you know yeah. it was a it was a small group and and all and that's how these area schools were too but then you know you get to high school and at first you start off with all the kids you went to school with but you just you start to filter Dude. because foot if you play football you end up hanging out with the football guys Dude, my graduation class you do band you end up with the band like kids, you know how many people i didn't know tons probably uh, 750s who I graduated with. Yeah. There might have been five or six that I went to high school with and graduated with that I didn't know. Like, as far as no, no. You know. We had a, a much larger Asian representation than I realized. Oh, yeah? In high school. I yeah. mean, just graduation, they just kept... We got to the C's, the chins, and the chins, and all that. Yeah. And I'm just like... You didn't realize it, huh? I'm like, dude. Yeah. Like, how many are there? I mean, yeah. there's just... Well, and you, you were one of those guys. You probably knew people who were in and around the football program. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, you know you're looking at 80-something people on the football team. Yeah. 
than the than the people who kind of hung out with my friends, you know, on the football team. Yeah. And a few girls, most of them athletes or or whatever. But Josh's crew consisted of eighty dudes and one tough girl. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but that's the point, man. It's like you know, you I watch. Probably 200 people I knew go across, which meant there were over 500 that I didn't. Yeah. I had no clue. I didn't even know they existed yeah. until graduation night. Yeah. You know. And you're a pretty social guy, so. Uh, were you a little less in high school? Yeah, a little bit. I didn't really break out of my shell until college. Yeah. You know, that's when I, I realized I had this boyish charm. <laughs> but, yeah. Gross. But, <laughs> yeah. I just threw up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. When I had a little suave, you know, it was, was about the college time. Yeah. You know, but anyway. Well, I remember the wildest thing about going to to school in Broken Bow was we were, uh, we weren't, you know, I think we were, in, we were in eighth grade when it happened, but uh, you'd look across the parking lot and you'd see, you know, what was going on at the high school, you know, because we shared a parking lot with the high school and uh, we're out there and one day just cop cars start flying in. And there is a brawl going on that looks like it's a royal rumble. Just tons of people in this brawl. And the cops end up pretty much having to deal with just one guy because he's, he's making a ruckus. He's was really it Chad? He was fighting. No, 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 no. Chad was in middle school with us. But uh, anyways, man, they, it was all they could do to wrestle this kid down. He was, he was pretty wild. Uh, but uh, they got him in. Man. He started trying to kick the windows out of the back and everything. It was pretty it's pretty wild and we're all watching it go down just thinking how often does that happen to you Corey? what's that i don't Someone think it would happen the, uh, here you gotta understand broken bow pd is a little bit different than you've never had anyone <laughs> try and kick out your window no i've had them try yeah, yeah it's it happens yeah. people get their windows kicked out all the time I mean, it's you pretty, got, pretty common you got a high school kid it's not like they put the severe restraint on him you know they yeah. kind of chunked him back there and he just We've yeah we've, we've actually just implemented a new system that kind of locks their backs yeah. up against the it's like a modified uh, seatbelt yeah. that just keeps them from being able to move forward and left and right so they can't possibly get their feet up to kick it out because yeah. it used to be you know if somebody's unreal you just toss them back there and hope for the best yeah. how, how how uncomfortable is it back there for you it would be extremely uncomfortable in the new uh, Tauruses there's no room at all like you, you're talking about that much room between the cage and oh, the seat that would be terrible so you would, behind your back. you would have to lay up against the 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 door with your feet like up in the seat like you were like lounging on the couch worst ride I ever took <laughs> was in the back of a cop car dude threw up on me before we even started driving yeah I've had a lot of people vomit I've right. I, a, a lot of vomit, blood, pee, and poop in the back of police cars. <laughs> They're one April Fool. I've never been arrested, right? Yeah. Never never even. That's good, Josh. Proud close. of you. Yeah, congratulations. One-time detention, baby. That's yeah. It. Anyway. Some ISS. In other, wor- in other words, Josh got away with a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I was better at it, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, I remember one, one April Fool's, man. I called my mom. I'm like, hey, um, I can't talk long. I'm going to need you to come pick me up at the jailhouse. She's like, what? She's like, I'm like, I just got in a big fight. I said, and the cops showed up and I'm getting arrested and they're taking me to jail. And she's just like, she's, I mean, she's in disbelief. Can't even, you know, whatever. And I'm like, but I whooped him, mom. I whooped him. (laughs) (laughs) You could tell she didn't care. Right. (laughs) She's on the verge of tears. She's like, you know what? Stay there. Just, <laughs> oh yeah. No, no, check it. She goes, you stay there. And yeah, she always nice. told us that hey, when we were. Every younger. parent says they would say that. Not many of them. Yeah. No, have it. the backbone to and make their did. kids sit in she jail. She always said that if you say that, she goes, if you ever get arrested, you just stay there. I'm yeah. not coming to get you. So I, I tell her that. She goes, you just stay there. She goes, I'm not coming to get you. If you're gonna be stupid, and she does that. Your mom makes me so on the proud. verge of tears. No, it gets better, right? I'm like, all right. Well, I'll be, uh, I said, I may not be home tonight. So I hang up the phone, right? 30 seconds later, the phone rings. I'm like, hello. She goes, what jailhouse are they taking you to? <laughs> <laughs> she I'm was like, bluffing. I'm, I'm kidding, man. I said, it's just April Fool's joke, mom. I'm not getting arrested. <laughs> Love you, mom. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> she hangs up on me. <laughs> You are getting left after that. Yeah, I felt bad. Dude. 
I've uh, got. It wasn't an April Fool's joke. I think it occurred around the uh, March April time frame. But uh, a buddy of mine named Palmer in Iraq. Not it really wasn't his idea so much, but he he faked his own death. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> he he has evil. Uh, if I Not haven't cool. if I haven't told this story, <laughs> it, it's a good one. So this guy had this uh, crazy ex-girlfriend that apparently was like still bugging his parents, trying to find out about him, all this stuff, and was going to be waiting for him when he got home from this deployment. And he doesn't want to see this girl. He's got a new girlfriend waiting on him, just wants her gone out of his life. So his roommate comes up with this brilliant plan. I don't even think he really told him about it, but he calls because he knows he knows the, the parents too. And uh, and knows the ex-girlfriend. So he calls the ex-girlfriend and she's like, hey, what's going? He's like, hey, you know, I'm I'm private so and so, you know, I'm, I'm friends with Palmer. And I just uh, they, they wanted me to tell you that he's you know, we, we lost him in combat. And I was like, okay. oh, <laughs> no, no. So that's one so way to get. Away. No, 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 no. But here's wrong. what happens. The, the idea is it's just going to make this girl go away because he's not nope. coming home. Nope. No, Cra- crazy what, people don't know. Do what, do what do you think she does? Call the family. She meet no. She goes to the house of the family oh. and tells them, and they're flipping out. So they start contacting military bases, yep. trying to find out what happened. Well, that initiates the Red Cross to oh. try and f- track down his name and what happened and all this stuff to get the story. Well, of course, it comes back. Yeah, it takes it takes about a day for all this to happen, but it comes back to our company. Oh my goodness! And dude, <laughs> it was come on, man. They had to go all saving Private Ryan on no, you, man. They're dude. looking for you. <laughs> they got they got in so so dude, much. I'm trouble. telling you, man. It's like I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Yeah, but like from the get go, I could see all that could go wrong with that. Dude, yeah. these guys are good soldiers, but they come they came up with some of the dumbest ideas. I mean, and I can't remember what the consequence was, but I know one of them was we had like a water point on the other side of the base and they gave him a wheelbarrow and it's like two miles away. So it's like 120 degrees outside and they're out there with a wheelbarrow going and getting water and bringing it back all day. Yeah. Same guy also also ended up outside of the uh, the Internet cafe. He stole somebody's thumb drive, which had some questionable pictures on it. Yeah. Uh, because they left it in the computer after they logged out. Because you had to like sign in, you had a computer for thirty minutes, and you had to get off. There's always a line, so they put a five pound weight around his neck and a cardboard sign that said, "Remember to log out and take your stuff with you." And he had same to do guy, it. yeah, same guy. Oh yeah. man, oh. he also huffed the dusters for computers too while we were over there. <laughs> He's like he didn't freeze his tonsils. <laughs> like I said, solid soldier, not the smartest guy. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was a that was a. Not necessarily a joke, but a plan that went horribly awry. Yeah, man. But dude, come on, man. You gotta know crazy women. Like you you like I could have told you for a fact that's what would have happened. She would have burled she's not dude, crazy women just go, Oh, okay, on to the next one. And anything they can do to overreact emotionally and draw attention to themselves. Exactly. Yeah, Mm -hmm. she'd have had a wake. Oh, I guarantee you, man. She ate it up when she yeah. the the moment that she's she, probably going to put it in the newspaper that she's bereaved when she broke the news to the family and yeah. realized they didn't know. Oh, she couldn't. Oh, she was oh. on cloud nine. Like, oh, she's yeah. the first one that they called. Yeah. Yeah. She was floating. It's high. about me. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. about dude, me. My wife and I, man, we look at pictures of girls and dude, you can just tell. Just, you got a little crazy. Just look at the eyes, man. Yeah. It's the eyes. You can see all the crazy in them. Yeah. Like AOC, she's got some crazy eyes. That's all I'm saying, man. Yeah. See, when I look at Britney, all I see is just a cold stare, man. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I'm saying, man. Just a cold stare. Now, some girls, you know, have a very condescending, you know, like just... Oh, it's got a... Britney... You know what I mean? <laughs> just a very like. It's got, it's got a name. It's got a name. <laughs> it's got a name. Uh, the Britney. <laughs> nah, but, man, she's good. But no, there's some there's some crazy ones out there, man. Yeah. Like you can just tell by. Yeah. By the way they look at the camera, that yep. they're, they're nuttering squirrel turds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See, I can I can deal with uh, with most of what Britney throws at me because uh, you know she gives me attitude every now and then, and I give her a hard time about it. But I guess I kind of earn it every now and then, so. It's not that big of a deal, but uh, one thing she does not do, and I appreciate this very, 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 very much. She does not try to make everything about her, and when it's not about her, she doesn't cause a scene to make it about her because, man, that is the most irritating thing when crazy people do that, Mm -hmm. and I get so upset with my buddies 
you know, whenever any one of us would have, and we've all had one, you know, you everybody's go got, down. everybody's got one in the past, but it's that buddy that seems to always have one. Like a one-upper, like, kind of? You know, that, that buddy that, that he gets rid of a girl, and you're like, finally, he got rid of her. And somehow, he finds her doppelganger floating <laughs> around <laughs> out there. And she's, she's even more emotionally unstable than the last one, yeah. and is even more of an exhibitionist when it comes to showing off her crazy. Yeah. It's like, oh my goodness, man. Yeah. So, and then they want to bring them everywhere. Like, hey, we're all going to go. No, you ain't invited me because <laughs> you're going to bring her. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, dude. Oh, man. But, yeah, I can't, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I dictate some conversations with yeah. stories about myself. My wife tells me I do. Yeah. Not intentionally. Yeah. I always feel like they kind of add to the the subject matter. Yeah. But some people, man, you're just like, look at them like, dude, you need to be quiet. You know what I mean? Like you, you need to pump the brakes, yeah, just a little. The more you say, the worse yeah. it gets. Yeah, I mean, it's just don't you know? You're belling you, you know. What is that clicking? We I gotta don't know, fix man. that. Are you yeah. stepping on my cords? Yes. No, I'm, not, I'm stepping on mine. He's punting them. Mm-hmm. He's punting them. All right. Anyways, anyway. back to it. No, I got you. I so, got you. Anyway. Well, that's all I got, man. Is that all you got? When yeah. Spider-Man come out on Blu-ray and DVD? I think it's like the 29th, man. I hate I hate the way they do the, do you watch the digital. Yeah, you can get digital right now. No, uh, I double booked myself, so I had to go work a security gig. Did not get to see Captain Marvel. I'm going to try to see it tomorrow. I heard it's terrible. I heard it's very underwhelming. Uh, I heard it's it might be the worst Marvel movie so far. Uh, but it had a good opening weekend, better than they expected. They were trying to they're trying to handicap themselves because they they initially said 160, and then they're like, okay, 100, okay, well maybe 60. Yeah. And the whole thing is they're gonna <clears throat> they kind of put themselves in an area where they could release a really subpar movie because in what a month and a half we get Endgame. Yeah. So they're gonna blame bad sales on on Endgame. What's Endgame? Uh, <laughs> well, you would know if you saw Infinity War, but. I, I've seen Infinity Wars, I think. Oh, good for you. Like a week ago? It came out on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. I think I fell asleep. In they they kind of tried to handicap themselves, but it's going to do fine. Any Marvel movie is, is going to have a good opening weekend. And I I think, I'm hoping this isn't going to be their technique Ambi. that they go with from now on, is that they're going to try and virtue signal their way into having a decent box Ambi, office uh, weekend. And be uh, nominated for Grammys. Well, Dude, it better not be. Well, uh no Marvel movie should be you, you know, I honestly get um get a little excited though when something doesn't have the greatest reviews coming right out of the box because sometimes that means that it's an acquired taste. And I tend to like movies that are an acquired taste that you have to watch them once or twice. So yeah, sometimes the movies movie that everybody though? loves immediately I a end up Marvel hating. movie? Man, I'll tell you a movie that it got really bad reviews in the box office, and I didn't even like it the first time I saw it, but it's Tron. Yeah. Like the newer Tron, not the old one, but the new yeah. Tron is actually a decent movie. See, some movies grow on you. With an incredible soundtrack. Because it's Daft not Punk what you're expecting. It. Yeah. it throws you off. But then the more you watch it, you realize, but this isn't a bad movie. Yeah. I just was expecting this other thing. Yeah, but there, yeah. I, guess, I guess there are some people that didn't really like the new Spider-Man. I thought it was phenomenal. Yeah, I thought it was pretty See, great. And you know, know, some movies I think are great in the get-go, and then the more I watch them, they're not an acquired taste. Yeah. They actually get worse with time. So that's why I sort of get excited when there's a little bit of mixed reviews in the beginning because the, generally, if it's not for everybody, there's a better chance that it's for me. Well, see, and if it's for everybody, there's a good chance I'm really not dude, my there. Favorite, my favorite was in college when people bring home movies that were released that I never heard of. Yeah. Saving Silverman was one of them. That's a great one. And I was like, this is a just such wonderful. a weird thing that they're all Neil Diamond fans. Yeah, you know, throws that in a movie. Early Army kills it. But I'm just saying, <laughs> it's like movie. this is a wonderful movie, and I'd never heard of it. Like yeah. it didn't get the the hoopla. Around that's a movie about the that. crazy chicks you're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's why that's what brings it to mind. You know? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that Napoleon Dynamite was another one. That was a good one. Um, Napoleon Dynamite was an acquired taste for me. I did not think it was yeah. funny the first time Nacho I watched Libre it. Nacho Libre. Nacho Libre is funny. One that that just kind of flew under the radar yep. in the box office, and then it releases, and, and you're like, "Yeah, I'll watch that." Yeah. So, anyway. Hmm. Well, I uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm I'm hoping Captain Marvel ends up being pretty good. I did love Spider Man. 
Uh, so I'm, I can't wait for it to come out. I'm yeah, I was really, I was, I was really surprised that it beat out The Incredibles too. Yeah, but The Incredibles too, I did not think was a good movie. Yeah, it was. I mean, it's to me, it was just movie. It's it, my kids. It was movie. just rehashed yeah, for the first explain one. Explain that to my three year old. Oh yeah, you, your kids dressed up, didn't they? Four. I mean, we watched that thing three or four times a day. Dude. Yeah. A day. No. But they kind of do that to you, though, don't they? Whatever the new cartoon oh, is, they, they run it into the ground. My, my youngest will run it into the ground. My yeah, son. Because y'all watched watch Moana a lot. Yeah, my, and then my, y'all watch Trolls. Moana, Frozen. That's those the all. Three-year, that's the three year olds. Those my probably son, have a thousand plays. My son in this will house. watch series over and over again. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's this show out there called Troll Hunters. Yeah. He'll just watch that over and over that's again. That's a good series, though. It is. Is it about him looking for his dad? Huh? He doesn't get the joke. <laughs> he doesn't get it. <laughs> went over his, there went it over yeah, his troll yeah. head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, go back like, under your bridge. No, <laughs> now, Troll Hunters is good. It, yeah. It's terrible that Anton Yelkin died because uh, you know he was the main main character. Who's that? Who you guys Who's are Who's Anton about? Yelkin? Anton Yelkin was the dude from Star Trek, uh, the kid that he died a he, oh, is that the dude who pinned himself with the Jeep? Yeah, his his vehicle somehow. Oh, uh, yeah, like back. up against his gate or yeah, something it, like that. It, it rolled back into him. I guess I don't know if the parking brake didn't set or if he had it neutral yeah. or what. But uh, anyways, he um, have you ever watched that movie Odd Thomas? Yeah, it's a good one. I yeah, like it. it's one of those that went way under the radar, but is actually really good. He, he also had a pretty good role in uh, Brick, which is a great yeah. movie. Brick is an awesome movie it's yep. like a high school version of like an old noir detective type thing he yeah. was like the really he's like the smart kid with the big glasses okay i, I haven't right. watched that i need to watch that it's really good it's uh um, but what's the name of the dude from inception the uh, obviously not dicaprio not Jordan, dicaprio uh, joseph jo- gordon levitt joseph gordon levitt yeah dude yeah. he's got a great twitter account that yeah never paid you gotta follow to that dude on twitter He's big into a lot of stuff, man. He he's Very, a busy guy. Yeah, yeah, he's he's really big in the indie scene. Yeah, like short oh, yeah. films and all that stuff. He yeah, had he, that. What was it? Record play or hit play, record? Hit but record. But, then. but he, record. he comes across jewels like like today, for example. He posted a picture of Samuel L. Jackson and uh, John Travolta on the set of uh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, and and they're both standing around. The black dude that was in the back of the car that uh, Travolta accidentally shot. <laughs> oh yeah! <laughs> but they took a picture together, and he. And, but they're all in character, and they said this may be the greatest behind-the-scenes picture ever. And yeah. I'm like, dude, you may be right. Because uh-huh. I mean, it's just if you if you're a fan of the movie, you're just like that is a great picture. Yeah. Of everything, but anyway, yeah, he's got a good Twitter account. Yeah. You know? Now there's some good that that fly under the radar that end up being pretty good but yeah anton yelkin was the voice of the kid in troll hunter he's kind of got that kind of raspy voice or whatever yeah. yeah that's that's anton yelkin i think they came out with a new one so yeah the the dude who saying. is it's um that what's his name uh the kid that was uh into the wild emil hirsch or something like that no that's right yeah yeah uh anyways i think he's the new voice of that kid but yeah so it's good like i say you know he watches it over and over but it's like you know 24 episodes See, I'm a cartoon guy, man. Yeah, so am I. I'm about to buy Samurai Jack all watch, five seasons. Dude, I watch yeah. the, the 90s version of Batman all the time. Yeah. You know, and you, and you know what they are, but if you're not just watching the same one over and over, it's yeah. cool. Yeah. No, did you? Uh, did either of you guys watch Toonami growing up? <laughs> so not into the Gundam series? I will be honest with you, not much of the, like Japanimation, anime, or any of that stuff was big because I was already... Uh, I don't know. I think I was already in college whenever yeah. that stuff started getting big. Well, Gundam Gundam Wing especially is a phenomenal like cartoon series. Like it it, it goes into Dude, war. I think I played a video game. Yeah, like that. It's like it, a it, cowboy Japanese. It really thing? goes into like a good explanation of how like in a war a war like affects both sides. Yeah. and like neither side is really truly you know no one's the really hero. The in right, it. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, and it's, it's just really two interesting that disagree. That but somebody picked it up and is writing a script for it. Okay. Like right now. So they're they're talking about a live action adaptation. Well, they Gundam, did a live action. Which of, would be phenomenal. Uh, and they, they, it's in uh, Ready Player One for like 10 seconds. Okay. The Gundam is. All right. Uh, but it's, I think it'd be cool to see a full film is if they like, do it right. Is that like the Ninja Cowboy? Ninja like the cowboy. Wild West Cowboy thing? Which one are you talking about? I'm thinking about? of a different video game probably. Yeah, I played just, this video game where you're like, you're essentially a ninja, but you dress like a cowboy. 
Yeah, that might have just been a video yeah, game, sounds man. Made up. Yeah. So, <laughs> Sunset Riders. Is that what it is? Yeah, it might be. <laughs> You're running on top of cow herds, <laughs> shooting two I mean. pistols at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. Now, they made a live action. What was the one they made a live action of about the one where the dude's brothers were robot? Uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Which I've never been a... I've, I haven't gotten into I watched it. That, it's supposed to be good. I watched that live action. It was actually pretty good. Yeah, it's I weird. tried watching the animation, and I couldn't get into yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't... I don't watch a whole lot of them anymore. Yeah. Uh, one Punch Man was the last one I watched. It, I which heard is, it's good. It's hilarious, dude. Is because it? it plays off of like the cliches of uh, you know all anime, which is you have a super weak character that continuously gets more powerful and more powerful, and there's always a more powerful enemy. Uh-huh. Well, in One Punch Man... There's just nobody that's as powerful as him, so he kills everybody in one punch. Oh. And it's like about him trying to find somebody to fight, and he just can't do it. All right, I'll so have to check it, it out. It's just funny. The way I've been looking out. for that forever because I've always said that's how they should do Superman. Just ridiculously overpowered. It's not fair, and it gets boring for him. Yeah, you know, just because yeah. all this acting like I always hate it in a Superman movie or cartoon or anything. Whenever it looks like he's struggling, I'm like, no, he's Superman. It ain't a struggle. Yeah. He just, you know, he could use his breath and win. You yeah. Know? <laughs> Interesting. Uh, they're doing that like evil version of Superman called Brightburn. Okay. Have you seen the trailer for that? Uh. Uh-uh. It looks creepy. Like yeah. it's like Superman as a kid, kind of. It's not Superman, but yeah. it's it's Superman. It, yeah. I think it's, it might be James Gunn. I'm not sure. I'm not sure who did it, but yeah, dude, it looks. It's like a horror film Talking with Superman. If Superman was evil, oh, that's, so it, yeah. it's pretty pedophile cool. Pedophile James Gunn, allegedly. They all are, I think, at this point, yeah, Josh. Say, man. Nothing's <laughs> you to, shocking me. At, these at this days. point, you got to prove to me you aren't in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you should be pumped. He he transferred over to the DC universe. He's Who, he's direct, Yeah, he's doing Suicide Who? Squad. Nope. Not a fan, huh? Hmm? <laughs> Too many inappropriate tweets from my liking. You ready? Yeah. You ready to transfer over to Marvel now and be a real man? Who? Who? Punisher Warzone. That's Marvel, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, not in, not MCU though. Yeah. There you go, guys. Definitely <laughs> not in the MCU. <laughs> it's a trash movie. Punisher Warzone, Marvel's greatest movie ever. Yeah. Yep. No. Anyway, that's it. Episode sixty six in the books. Like, share, subscribe. We're out. Drive to Dallas early in the morning. Is that the one my dog chewed up?